Welcome back to Forster's More Than Law podcast, where we look to go beyond the practice of law. I'm Miri Stickland, Head of Knowledge, and in today's episode, we return to the familiar grounds of graduate recruitment. So in previous More Than Law episodes, we focused on myth-busting the graduate recruitment process with insights on topics ranging from how to demonstrate commercial awareness to whether or not you should eat the biscuits proffered at interviews. You'll need to scour our back catalogue to get the answer to that burning question. Today's episode is the first in a series where we'll be trying to get under the bonnet of each of the different practice groups across the firm. First up, we're talking to senior associates Dan Burr and Dan Cudlip and associate Lauren Hepburn from our construction team. Dan Cudlip's practice is focused on contentious work, with Dan Burr and Lauren working on the non-contentious side of things. Do you want, Lauren, do you want to talk a bit about the kind of work that you do as a group and the sort of projects that you've been involved with? But I work mainly in the, with the non-contentious team. And so like my role would normally be, say, drafting appointments, warranties and assisting with building contracts. And I also do quite a lot of work with the banking team here at Forsters. And so what we do is we act for the bank and we review the the construction documents from the bank's perspective. So we just want to check that all the documents are um, institutionally acceptable um, rather than actually drafting the documents. So we work really closely with our banking team here. um, But we also all would work for developers or sometimes even contractors or consultants. So what's Dan, what's an example of like a big project that you've been involved with oh goodness over the years um there's all kinds of things hotels we do a lot of studio work for film studios so i wasn't involved in it personally but obviously there's the harry potter experience at leavesden um a lot of my practice typically is industrial units um which although they might seem not as glamorous as a film studio or the Harry Potter experience, <laughs> do get me excited to some degree <laughs> on a daily basis. Um, but yeah, we work on all kinds of developments. So residential work um, to um, high net worth people's houses, um, all kinds of commercial property, retail, office, care homes, um, you name it, pretty much everything apart from uh, infrastructure work and kind of energy and gas and things like that. So. And so what you're doing is it's it's both in respect of new build developments, but also, so actually Harry po- the, a Harry Potter experience is a good example where we're involved in the initial construction, but then they've added on and added on to the experience, haven't they? Mm-hmm. So it's also those kind of extensions. Extensions, well. refurbishments, a lot of that. Um, and... Dan, your practice is a bit different. So what would a typical sort of matter look like for you? I would say the majority of our work would be uh, defects disputes on behalf of property owners or developers. Um, So when they have uh, procured the construction of a, a building and a part of it or several parts of it aren't operating as they should, the um the employer will come to us to find out how they can recover the cost of putting that right or or how they can procure somebody to put that right. Uh, and that starts usually with uh, a factual download of the problems and then probably consultation uh, with experts in the field of uh, the the area of the property that's gone wrong. That then proceeds into preparing letters to the responsible parties, followed by negotiation, 
and possible uh, formal dispute resolution and instruction of barristers, etc. And recently, you've done quite a lot of cladding yeah. disputes. So we, yeah, we were quick off the mark after Grenfell with instructions from clients who who had properties that were clad with combustible materials, um, some fairly sizable projects, uh, 20-storey buildings, completely clad in combustible materials. Um, and you kind of, we, as I say, we were quick off the mark, so we took a couple of cases on and that led to more, uh, which is fascinating work. It's obviously very topical, uh, an area of law that is developing quickly um, and opinions have changed since we started because it's so complex and sensitive we're still in the preparatory stages and haven't launched into litigation yet on any of them uh, although that may be necessary and so typically or i mean can you even really say typically how long would you be working on the same matter for so in uh disputes they tend to, to go on for a long time so I, I can the biggest perhaps five to six years from start to finish some of the stuff we do could be over within a month or two and particularly in adjudication that's they're quick snappy uh, disputes and usually lead to a conclusion that's treated as final uh, but for the bigger matters that require litigation yeah that could be you're talking in years um, there's good and bad things <laughs> about that you know yeah. But there must be, and Dan, on your sort of side, how long does it typically take for you to get from you getting first instructions to the development being completed? Well, that's what? a very interesting question because it depends what you're doing. So sometimes we'll be helping real estate lawyers do a property transaction, um, you know, buying a building and doing our due diligence or selling the building and answering replies, answering inquiries from the buyer. I mean, that can that's just the same length as any any property transaction that can be a month that can be six months it can be nine months if it drags on or if it's just pure construction work i mean you obviously the average life cycle of a development it entirely depends what it is but probably somewhere about a year year and a half i would say between when they actually kind of enter into a building contract and their appointments ready for the development and then see it all the way through to subcontractor warranties and practical completion and then the defects pink period usually lingers for about another year although we don't have too much involvement at that point so and is the best part of the transaction when you get to go to the topping out ceremonies uh it can be (laughs) (laughs) um no they are good fun um not as frequent as i would like um (laughs) but yeah no that's good um lauren what do you think are the best and worst things about being a lawyer in your field would you say so i think especially for a junior lawyer um is the client contact um so obviously being a trainee and you experience different um departments in construction you get a lot of client contact really early on and that's what i like being able to speak to the client yeah pick up the phone lots of emails you get a lot of responsibility early on um the the worst part maybe also kind of the best part at the same time is that we work on so many matters and so the difficulty in that is you have to be super organized and it can be quite stressful because you can have say 30 different matters going on and so many different documents and everyone everything seems to be urgent at the same time but a good thing about that is no day's the same and there's um it keeps it really interesting and also the days go really quick (laughs) what about for you dan uh the best things are the i guess the Three, three is the, is the variety again, sort of 
day in day out we get asked ask novel questions um about novel subject matters um the second thing is the exposure to the technical aspects of construction whether that's how a project is um sequenced and 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 the methodology of a project and how how it's actually built or whether it's the vagaries of how a particular aspect of it should be functioning and why it's not functioning as it should be um and then thirdly it's almost constant problem solving without a clear answer um so you kind of have to be kind of original in your thought then um which is is challenging and rewarding but kind of leads into the drawback as well which is that so sometimes you're not sure if you've got to the got to the answer um or got to a clear answer uh which can be frustrating also because the answer is not necessarily going to be black and white exactly yeah um and so you're making judgment calls um which can be i guess demanding um, i'm interested to know actually because you touched on it in your answer that you learn a lot about how development and construction works from the sort of technical side of things did you have before you came into it if you can cast your mind back to sort of pre even being a trainee did you have a particular interest in that you could answer honestly <laughs> um i did i didn't i've never worked in construction before and then it was just one of the seats on my rotation um but you can pick it up pretty quickly i think and it is it is interesting but quite interesting i mean you know i i didn't have aspirations to be a real estate lawyer but it is i think really interesting when you start learning about a complete you think of yourself as going into law but actually you also pick up another set of skills which is the knowledge that you acquire about the business in which your clients are operating i find that definitely helps with um the contentious side of things, the more I learn about the practicalities of a building project or of a completed building, the more it helps me advise clients and, and understand the law and, and apply it. Um, and then I, I kind of had a an idea of what construction projects involved and what construction law consists of before I started. And that's, I guess, what initially drew me in. But I built on that initial understanding massively which is a really enjoyable part of the job. Dan, what about you? What are the best and worst things about being a lawyer in your field? Oh, what I don't you know. Say? I think they've changed um, since I qualified. So I think I would agree with Lauren, who's obviously, well, you're Lauren, one year qualified, that when you first join, yeah, the client contact, the management, the organisation and everything else. Now um, I most enjoy working with our real estate team on the kind of transactional or deal side if you will on forward fundings or lettings or disposals that kind of work um there's a really nice bunch of people in real estate that do development work so um at the moment i would say that is probably what i enjoy um enjoy the most uh the worst part um then it's a hard question to answer there's no bad things there's <laughs> no, <laughs> no, sure there are um it can be quite hard because a lot of the time we don't we don't negotiate with other lawyers. Um, a lot of construction parties don't have um, external lawyers, 
and they do a lot of it themselves and they're not always legally trained um and it's probably not the you know the worst thing about being a construction lawyer but a lot of the time you are having to deal with people and explain things to them because they just don't understand because they're not legally trained and they're not lawyers and they don't have a lawyer so it requires a different skill set negotiating directly than it does negotiating with a different with another set of lawyers basically yeah definitely but that's why i said you have to be practical practical even in construction and adapt because you know one time you know one time you are negotiating a building contract with someone at a city law firm and the next time you're negotiating it with someone who is familiar with how the contract is administered but not necessarily all of the legal side of it so you do have to switch switch how you negotiate with people and how you communicate with people so then would you say if you were giving advice as to what it takes to be a good lawyer in your team, would you say you have to have that sort of adaptability? Yeah, definitely. What would be the other sort of traits that you would suggest people? Uh, I think you need to be organised, certainly organised. There's a lot of documents in construction. Um, so it's not necessarily like a real estate transaction where you might be just negotiating a lease or perhaps an agreement for lease and a lease. Here you've got building contracts, maybe a couple on the same development site. You've got appointments and there could be 15 or 20 of those if it's a big development. You've got subcontractor warranties and again, there could be 15 or 20 of those. So there's a lot of documents with a lot of negotiation. So I think being organized and being on top of that is definitely a skill that you need in our team. Yeah, so I'd say number one skill is being organised and being able to keep on top of the documents. I'd also say attention to detail. Um, so we do a lot of drafting um, and just to be really careful when you're drafting to make sure that you pick up everything or, you know, notice any mistakes in someone else's drafting. On top of that, in a, in a, on the contentious side, um, a good understanding of contract law is, um, is really useful. Um, it possibly particularly comes to the fore um, in the contentious side, obviously it's needed on the non-con side, but the more, um, I guess, finer details are focused on in the contentious side as people try to wriggle in and out of obligations. Um, and then an understanding of uh, a client's commercial concerns. So whilst there might be a legal answer to a problem that might not be what the client wants uh, because they have several other considerations to factor in and trying to blend those two is um, is a skill, I guess, that helps on the contentious side. And how would you describe, so we've talked a bit about the kind of work that you do and the skills that you think you need to be a good construction lawyer, but I'm interested to know a bit about your particular group and how you sort of work together and how would you describe the dynamics of your group if you were giving a tagline for your group what would what would that be um, <laughs> I came up with a couple but I mean they're 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 not been well received uh people, <laughs> people think they're cheesy uh so I thought one is more focused on the non-con guys and that's more than just the paperwork for the brickwork. <laughs> um, you could maybe trim that and and say the paperwork for the brickwork. So that's my first one for the non-con guys. And then for us, uh, building your case when your building falls down. <laughs> I like that one better, definitely. 
<laughs> um, if we can't think of any other taglines, how would you describe your group? I think we are friendly. We're quite a small team in the firm, although we're getting a lot bigger. Um, so it is nice because you do pretty much get to work with everybody and you get to know everybody, I think, a lot better than you do in bigger teams. Yeah, I guess close-knit, uh, the team is close-knit and that shows we've got some like strong relationships. Um, people get on really well. And I would say that even though we're describing it here in terms of like contentious and non-contentious, the two sort of sides of the team, we're very much one team and the two sides of the team really complement each other and we benefit massively on the contentious side from the non-con guys extensive knowledge of the documents um and sort of the the transactional considerations um and i would like to hope that they sometimes benefit from our wisdom of what can go wrong later in a project and how you can sort of address that through drafting but you are outnumbered aren't you quite significantly yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not about quantity (laughs) you said it mary i was thinking it but i hold my tongue (laughs) Um, Lauren, I mean, you qualified relatively recently into the group, so I'm interested to know what was it about the group that sort of attracted you? Um, so I found the group really supportive, especially when I've come through and qualified. I feel like everyone's really approachable and I can ask anyone for help and they're always willing to sit down and explain everything. So I think from a development point of view, rather than just saying this is right, this is wrong, someone will sit down with you, run you through red lines, explain why maybe you could have done it a different way, tell you what was good, what you can improve on. So I think that's really important to be able to feel that you can go to anyone, ask for some advice and they really care about your development. So it's not just getting the job done, but they really, they're really they really interested in what areas in particular in construction that you're interested in, say, specialising in later down the line. And then they try to get you on all different projects. You've got that diverse range to be able to then make those decisions. Is there anything else about your group? Like if you were trying to sell your group to aspiring trainees or trainees, how would you, is there anything that we haven't already covered that you kind of think it's really important to get the message out there? I was going to say, is it, is it, I suppose the seats are split. I was going to say, as a seat to qualify into, you kind of, you could possibly get some experience of both contentious and non-contentious and then either proceed with both or kind of pick one path or the other, which is maybe something you don't get to do in other... Yeah, I do think it's quite diverse. Like you can be, sometimes I do feel a bit like a real estate lawyer because you'll be doing something that obviously relates to their transaction. And then sometimes you feel like a completely... You know, you're just a construction lawyer and you don't do anything else. And then sometimes you feel you're a general contract lawyer. Sometimes it's contentious work. Sometimes it's non-contentious work. So it's it's quite broad. And then you get to work with a lot of other teams, which I think is really good. Yeah, so I would, I, would, I guess, build on that, that. I know Richard obviously does what you do on the non-con side is involved in transactions and dealing with mm-hmm. sort of... Um, uh, funding agreements and financing of a project but I also know that he will deal with this sort of other end of things and he will write letters um, to contractors and um, dealing with contentious matters so he, he's he got like a, a broad practice there. So you need quite a diverse set of skills then to do that because you would need to kind of have the drafting, the negotiation, you need to be a good communicator particularly because you're dealing with non-lawyers a lot of the time so it there's quite a lot of pieces to the puzzle of being excellent construction lawyers like all of you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks to all of my guests for joining me today. We hope you found our discussions a useful insight into what we get up to all day, as well as touching on the firm's culture and values. If you'd like further information about the graduate recruitment process at Forsters, please do visit the careers section of our website, forsters.co.uk. You can also find links to other graduate recruitment focused podcast episodes on our website, or naturally, you can also find them loitering on all good podcast platforms. And of course, if you wanted to give us a nice five star review or a share, we would be delighted. For other news and views from the firm, you can also find us on all the usual social media channels, LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. And until next time, goodbye. The Forster's More Than Law podcast is for general information only and should not be considered professional advice. Forster's LLP accepts no liability or responsibility for any direct or consequential loss arising from the use of, reliance on, or reference to this podcast. Forster's LLP makes no warranty or representation as to the accuracy of the information contained in this podcast. The More Than Law podcast and any copyright in it is the property of Forster's LLP and it shall not be used, reproduced, or quoted in whole or part without Forster's LLP's prior written consent.